Hi, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I'm very excited to have Kimberly Kaiser, who is an art teacher and artist, with me today on my podcast. Hi, Kimberly. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Well, thank you so much for asking me. It's um, quite an honor. Great. Well, before we go into all those other great questions, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Um, yes, I am an art teacher. I live in Statesboro, Georgia with my husband, Josh, of almost 15 years, and my three children, Sophie, who's seven, Miles is four, and Naomi, who is a year old. Um, I earned my BFA in photography with a minor in philosophy from Georgia Southern University um, in 2007. And after that, I worked as a portrait photographer for about eight years um, doing photography and graphic design for a portrait studio. Um, And then I started teaching. So I'm uh, finishing up my fifth year of teaching art in public schools. Um, This was my first year in middle school, and the previous four years were in high school. Um, So that's been a little bit of a different year this year, but um, a lot of similarities as well. Oh, nice. Wow. I didn't realize you had a photo, you'd worked as a photographer. I had no idea. Um, because, uh, looking at your artwork, it's, it's got a very illustrative feel and I've really been enjoying the work that you've been posting on, uh, your Facebook and Instagram. It looks great. Thank you so much. I think that, um, a lot of layering is kind of happening with it. Um, and so I'm sort of pulling from lots of different styles. Um, and that's been sort of the magic of that process for me lately. So, um, I was curious, like, so what, um, a little bit more about your process of how you do your mixed media pieces, like, what do you, what inspires you? What, I mean, it does seem like I can kind of tell your inspiration, your children. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, I think that, um, conceptually I am making a lot of work about them. So they are, um, obviously at a point uh, where most of my most of my energy is spent with them um, at their ages and just the physical and immediate needs that they have Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that inspires the ideas behind the work that I'm making Um, and then process wise I think that um, I sort of just in teaching art Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can um affirm this with what you do as well, but I think being a teacher forces you to explore different mediums so that you feel more confident and that you can um, teach them to someone else. And in doing so, I've kind of relearned and uh, retaught myself certain things that I haven't maybe touched for several years before that. Um, And so it sort of sparks a new love or just a different take on different mediums. Mm -hmm. And then so they're all sort of coming together in those works that I've been um, um, pulling from. So a lot of the imagery um, begins actually with photography for me. Um, So just snapshots of all those moments that you want to capture as a mother or um, just sort of the everyday 
um, bits and pieces of our lives um, sort of begins with that. And then um, I like to pull in um, watercolor um, and kind of play with my control over that medium. So that's one thing I love about watercolor is Mm -hmm. trying to control it and also not being able to, Mm -hmm. um, which I think goes right along the lines of motherhood. (laughs) Um, Things that you control and things that you just simply cannot. Um, And so I play, a lot of times I'll start with watercolor on the page and play with letting it drip or um, sort of blend together either on purpose or just kind of allowing the medium to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that sort of sets up the space for then including um, a little piece of a photograph that then I draw um, Mm. from the photograph or I've experimented a little bit with um, transferring images. and I haven't found that I love that with watercolor. I think the drawing works better, which um, I sort of like that about it anyway. Mm-hmm. But the realism of photography. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the collage elements of um, sort of playing with the materials mm-hmm. um, from our lives. So the idea initially that I had with those mm-hmm. was to use fabric scraps mm-hmm. from either clothes that my children have worn or pieces of a cloth toy Mm -hmm. um and I still like that idea but I think using paper Mm -hmm. is working better for the actual material itself so the pieces of those though being like sort of vintage paper Mm -hmm. um, and kind of playing with that tactile material of things that we've touched and including Mm -hmm. that somehow um in the artwork as well um and then the layering of all of it, I feel like, is sort of is the process of where to place things. I sort of think of it in the same way of my experience with Photoshop and layering images and layering text. And you sort of have to do that as you go. Um, and so in my experience with this, the process of layering the different elements together um, is something that I don't necessarily think I can plan for ahead of time. Mm. Um, it just sort of comes together um, as the work progresses. Um, and that's something about being in the midst of it that's really special to me, too. Nice. Well, you know, I had, I now, after you telling me that you were a photographer, I had noticed, like, when I was looking at your Instagram, I was like, dang, she takes some really good photographs. I was like, so a lot of that makes sense. I was like, her photos are really, really nice under <laughs> composition. So I think that probably lends it to uh, itself, like what you said, with what you tend to gravitate towards as far as the way you work. Um, like you said, using Photoshop and stuff like that. It makes a lot of sense now. Oh, well, good. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so it's interesting. I just, I, I had not put the two together. So um, I wanted to ask you, like, because... And some of these are some extra questions because I find it like amazing that you have three young children under the um, age of 10 and that you find time to do artwork. Like, I feel so guilty now. I got one and he's a a teenager and um, that's really freed me up to do my schoolwork for graduate school and then my own personal work. And I just can't imagine like what, how do you do that? <laughs> well, I would say it definitely comes in spurts. Okay. So um, I wish that I could say that 
you know, every week, uh, you know, make sure to set aside a certain amount of time. Um, but that's just not really the realistic. Um, I think since we've been home with, um, the current situation of the world, um, I have found it a little bit easier to, um, make that happen. Um, with, my older two, they love to play together. They're at such a wonderful age of the way that they interact and sort of entertain each other. Um, and then my youngest is the world's best napper. So he takes a good long three hour nap, um, just about every day, which is pretty amazing. But, um, I also feel like you know, someone asked me that another art teacher um, recently about a work that I shared online, and she mm-hmm. says that she has she has a daughter that's the same age as Naomi, my youngest. And um, she said, "How do you, you know, how do you make time for this?" And I was like, "Well, let's just be real. There were no housekeeping awards that were won in the midst of this, and a lot of breaks to go wipe some heinies, You know, mm-hmm. like." Um, I have to be able to just walk away and come back. And I think that has also influenced um, the mediums that I'm working in a lot. Um, If I were using something like acrylic, um, you can't just step away and come back. um, And watercolor allows you to do that. Um, I also feel like I've been working in sort of a smaller format with the exception of one larger work. Most of those that I've shared Mm -hmm. um, in that body that you were talking about Mm -hmm. are all like 11 by 14 or smaller. Um, And so when my big kids want to go outside, then we, I take my little pad of paper and go sit in the yard, you know, and it's just gotta be, it has to be mobile for me right now. Um, and that's kind of the only way that I feel like I can um, make it work. And working in layers also mm-hmm. kind of lends itself to be done in that way. Um, so I might do a layer of color and let that dry and then um, take that piece of paper out in the yard and do some drawing with graphite. And um, then I may come back later and cut out collage pieces and all of that I can move and be around in different parts of the house where my kids are playing. Um, and so I think learning to make the layering work okay. has also been a good way of me allowing myself to have time to do that. Um, whereas before it was like, if I start something, I've got to finish it right away. You know, like I've got to be immersed in it. And that's, yeah. that's just not reality. Yeah. Um, with three little ones. So, um, I think learning to sort of pace myself and do one layer and then let it sit and breathe for a little bit and then come back and do another layer, um, has just made it more feasible. Um, and then it just is sort of working that way. Like it's kind of coming to life, um, in a way that I wouldn't have envisioned it to be otherwise. Um, and so I think, little chunks of time like that are actually better for the work itself. So it's kind of been twofold in that way and that it works uh, for motherhood mm-hmm. and these, the throes of it with young ones running around. And it also works for the ideas that I have and the way that they're coming together. Nice. Now, can I ask you, it's um, because you're working like a collage. Um, what are you using by um, chan- uh, 
chance, if you mind me asking, like as far as to glue it or adhere it to um, the the substrate or surface that you're collaging on? The larger paper um, is watercolor paper. Okay. Um, and then the others, I'm really just kind of a glue stick, like a permanent glue oh. stick. Uh, I don't know how archival that is, okay. but um, that's kind of what I've had on hand, and that's just been what has seemed to work for now. Gotcha. I, well, I really like those uh, mixed media pieces, and I've been getting into, like, surface design, so I really liked how you picked out the um, – like you mentioned that have a fabric feel to it or vintage textiles and stuff. So I, I really like that. It, it gives it a real, it lends itself to the kind of what I think of like childhood. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, those sweet moments and things like that. So I think it works really well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think you should get some prints made of some of them. I think those would do really well. Yeah. I love that thought. Um, I feel like I'm so uh, out of the loop of what, um, <laughs> oh, how to market myself um, in that way. Um, and I also feel like I shy away from it sometimes out of, um, I don't know, the fear of it becoming more commercial for me. Um, I, in my experience with working in portrait photography, uh, I feel like, I learned very quickly that you are meeting demands of your clients. Um, and even in design work, you know, it's, it's not always, unless you get that one gem of a client every now and then who just says, you do you and I'm going to love it. You know, um, you're still sort of working for their, to make their ideas come to life. And there's definitely something that can be really awesome about that. And when you find that balance of like your creativity and being able to flesh out someone else's ideas, that takes on a whole new level of, I feel like artistic merit. Mm -hmm. um, but I also, part of what I'm doing right now with these works is that I feel like I'm really making them for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to lose that sure. by trying to think about what would sell, if gotcha. that makes sense. Gotcha. No worries. No, I just think they're really nice, and I think other people would enjoy them. It just, um, it's something that yeah. I could see, like, I don't know, it because it's a very, I mean, childhood's kind of one of those themes that I think of as being, you know, as, especially because there are so many moms out there and stuff, and I, I like the fact that it's not necessarily a portrait of a specific child. You've kind of incorporated different things that just, you obviously get the sense of childhood with it. And so I think it could be applied to, it would appeal to a lot of, a lot of moms or, you know, people who enjoy children. Yeah. So anyway. Well, thank you. I, that makes me feel good to hear. I appreciate that. So I was wondering, um, so right now um, you're doing the collages and was there any kind of inspiration um maybe that was drawn from other artists that are, you know, you know, whether they're contemporary artists or artists that have passed on <laughs> and from art history that influenced your work. Um, I think um, there are, there are some artists that I love to look at their work simply yeah. because it's beautiful. And I just, the aesthetic quality of it, I think I could just take in um, 
but there are some other artists who maybe not working in the same vein, Mm -hmm. um, but just their ability to tell the story or the ideas of their work um, have always been inspirational to me. So I don't know specifically about these works that I'm doing now, Mm -hmm. but I think about when I think about artists that I love their work, I think about people like um, Sally Mann, Mm -hmm. um, who all, I mean, even in her work, she has that visual storytelling of motherhood and childhood um, in a different way through photography. Um, I think about Anne Hamilton um, and her, you know, her tech that, you know, speaking of work they touch and that, or that you want to touch. um, I feel like she does an amazing amazing job of showing you a different way of feeling things and seeing things with her um, installation, sort of the experience of art. Um, and um, I also think about um, somebody that I just love to look at their work is Andrew Wyeth. Mm-hmm. So his paintings, especially of windows, I know he has a lot of those. Um, but I, again, those are some that make me feel textures. I feel like um, the detail of his paintings is another um, one that I'm really drawn to of looking at something and feeling um, an experience with it, um, I think, are the artists that I'm sort of drawn to that make something mundane seem pretty magical. Um, and so I think that a combination of those, um, even though (laughs) they're not really that connected. Um, if you were to look at them in a book, I think, um, definitely give me inspiration. Nice. So, um, is there anything new that you're currently working on as far as with the, the projects that, um, that you have time for? Yeah, I think that, um, the ones that I've shared most recently, um, I still feel like I have more to work on with that body of work. Um, I think in that it is about childhood and it's also sort of an exploration of identity as a mother. Um, I think in my life, the journey to motherhood was a bit complicated. Um, before my daughter Sophie was born, um, my husband and I had twins that were born too early. Um, and so there was a bit of time after they passed away that I was a mother, but I didn't have children to hold. Um, and so that identity of motherhood has always felt very complicated to me. Um, and then also knowing that even during that time, I felt very defensive about whether I was or wasn't, you know, a mother, um, because of course I felt their presence, but they weren't there and I wasn't in the immediate role of motherhood. Um, at the same time, there is such a distinction between before Sophie was born and after she was born. And when you are in those immediate, um, 
you know, the nitty gritty part of motherhood, um, that I think we're all in, in different stages after you have a baby here to hold. Mm-hmm. Um, but just sort of identifying and trying to figure out, um, what all of those different parts are, mm-hmm. um, and how they define me as a mother and as a woman and, um, and sort of what that means in my life. And so all of those works are sort of that part coming together. So, um, trying to feel that identity and then also these different pieces of that, um, you know, the, the textures of the fabric or, um, and some of the works are actually all of them. I've done some stitching. So actually using thread and needle, um, to stitch together either pieces of paper or something to the paper, or even just to create that pattern mm-hmm. on top. Um, and sort of that stitching together of identity or like piecing those parts together, but also, um, even in college, one of the main ideas that I could never seem to get away from. Um, and I think for good reason, but was just so fascinating to me was the idea of memory and perception. Um, most of my work sort of deals with that. Um, even from the early 2000s um, when I started to explore those ideas. Um, And a lot of literature that I read has to do with that. And so I feel like um, that idea of stitching together this person or stitching together this identity um, and also feeling it, being able to feel it and experience that um, all at the same time is sort of what those works are about. Um, so I feel like the process of it's very important to me, uh, personally. And then I kind of hope that that plays out in the way that it looks. Um, so I feel like I still have a bit of that story to tell. I don't know what that looks like. Um, and those, again, they kind of come in spurts of an idea to share or capturing a specific moment, um, from a photo, Um, And that's sort of how a lot of them begin. Um, And it just kind of comes as different pieces sometimes um, to inspire the next bit of that. But those still feel very fresh to me. And I feel like I'll probably continue working um, in that vein for at least the next little bit. Gotcha. Nice. So I was wondering, and maybe you might even consider, because you're starting to get this body of work together, it'd be great to see an exhibit, because I love the fact that you're doing a blend of, because I didn't realize that, you know, from your photography background, having the photos and seeing how this progression, because I'm kind of one of those, as I've gone back to graduate school, I'm really interested in process, and I just find that fascinating. Every artist, you know, just their way of getting to that end point. Like, I think nowadays, because of social media, we see this finished piece of artwork that is really nice and it's beautiful, but I always go like, you know, what what it does it take to get to that point? And what, yeah. what paths, you know, did you, you know, change or evolve in order to get to that point, which I always think is fascinating. A lot of people don't like to show it, but I always think it's really, it's a beautiful aspect. I love some of the sketches that I'll see some of my favorite artists do, and there's Mm -hmm. something just so subtly beautiful and just so, like, 
raw about it and gestural that I just feel like, but you know, sometimes that gets kind of gets covered up in the final. So it's nice to see those early uh, pieces. So I would love to see like the photos that you've taken and then that progression to that final piece because you've done all this mixed media and then just the way you pull it together. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, I think that could be a good juxtaposition to, to see like the moment, um, you know, that still moment and then sort of what became, um, from that, Mm -hmm. that could be kind of fun to put together. And sorry, this is an off thing about photography, because for the longest time, I didn't really think about it. But I had to write this paper for my contemporary art class about and I chose um, photorealism. And photography Mm -hmm. fascinates me because I had always thought, well, I, I had a very narrow view of photography before I wrote that paper and then doing all the research about it and then also a narrow view of photorealism. And then it is very subjective when the photographer handles the camera and that you know, it, there is that interpretation that the photographer makes and then they carry it into the mix when they then transfer that into, um, a painting. Um, it was interesting here. Some of my fellow students in the class, they said, well, there was no need to do that second part because you had the photo already, (laughs) but I was like, but it's really subjective because even though it looks like a photograph there's been subtle changes and there's been this reimagined interpretation that you know that the artist has done so that's really great that you've you were able to hit upon that in your work you know one two things that I remember most about um photography are just sort of like I don't know that part of school one of which is um that my professors were adamant that, you know, the choices that you make Mm -hmm. from behind the lens are just as important um, as um, any technical thing that you can do with a camera. So making the choice to include or exclude, you know, whatever you are perceiving from the world around you, you know, that's what makes you a unique photographer for you and me unique perspective. Um, and then also just the idea that, um, you know, what, what about a photo can make it better than being there? Mm-hmm. Um, how can you take a photo of what you're experiencing or the place that you are that then makes it, how is the photo better than real life? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think about that a lot, I'm, you know, not necessarily in snapshots of my mm-hmm. children every day, but mm-hmm. um, just the idea of like, the magic that a photographer can attribute to a situation or a place that you are. Um, and that's what makes it, makes it better than real life. Um, so how can you take a photo that makes this moment even better than living in it? Um, and I think we're, we're bombarded with photography every day. So that's one of the things that takes the magic out or it can. Um, but I try to remember both of those things and thinking about photography as an art form. Very nice. Well, I was wondering, so what's the most indispensable item in your, in your studio, though your studio sounds like it's all over the, you know, different areas, depending on what you're doing, but is there anything you just can't live without as an artist? I, um, I think I would have to say, this drafting ruler that I have, um, 
and I'm not really a perfectionist or I don't consider myself to be one, but then there are certain things that I am pretty particular about. And I, that's like the one thing too, that I don't let my kids touch, you know, <laughs> um, like everything else, like, sure, you can play with that. That's fine. But like my drafting ruler, um, like, you know, no, that can't become a sword. That's, that's just for mom. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, I was wondering if there's something you could tell yourself, like go in a time machine back to your younger self to tell yourself about being an artist or an art teacher, what would that be? Um, I think I would say that community is not always going to look the same. Um, I think I knew even in college that the artist community was something that I always wanted to be a part of. Um, and that is sort of one of the things I think you lose when you're not a student mm -hmm. anymore. Um, I think if I would, if I could choose, I would probably be an art student for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. um, but that sense of community that you can still find that you may have to look for it. Um, and you may have to sort of put yourself out there um, to find it, but it's not always going to look the same and it's always important. Um, I think when I felt most disconnected from creating and from making um, and from my art is when I did not feel like I had anyone who also needed it the way that I do the way that I think I do. Yeah. Um, so now it may, maybe it's other art teachers or um, maybe it's even sort of a social media community um, of other artists who are sort of seeking out the same things or, you know, trying to explore the same ideas or maybe every now and then it's even just my students. Um, that's one of the really beautiful things about teaching is that when all of the other dynamics sort of work together for the best, whether it's the stars aligning for that one moment of a project or um, whatever it is, but you sort of have that aha moment with other students um, and you're kind of making work alongside them. And that's probably my favorite part about teaching um, is when you realize that they feel the same way that you do. Um, just about making things, not necessarily about any particular medium or idea, but just that they're feeling that sort of reprieve from everything else just in the act of making. Um, and so I think that knowing that community is not always going to be, you know, a collegiate art critique mm -hmm. um, where everyone understands where you're coming from, where you feel that way. Um, then, you know, it's still going to be there. It's still going to be important, but you may have to try to look for it in different places. That's a good point. I do have to say Bullock County, as far as the art teachers in that um, county, you guys were great to meet with. You were, uh, it was always a real pleasure um, doing professional development with that group of art teachers. They're really just wonderful, really nice people, very sharing and giving. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a great experience to be in Bullock County this year. Wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. that that's been um, a good change and everything. Um, my last question is one of those deep questions. So at the end of your life, you've made all the art that you've wanted and you've lived a full life. If there could be nothing left behind of your existence but a note you've written with three final truths, what would those truths be? Um, that is definitely one of those deep questions. <laughs> I think that I would have to say, um, you know, I was kind of thinking of this before, but I think I would have to say the first one would be um, that seeking to understand perception is essential. So not only trying to understand that the way that I see things is very unique to me and that no one else gets to be in my head, um, understanding that, but also trying to see the way that other people perceive the same situation. So not necessarily even perception of me, mm -hmm. but just trying to understand the way perception works. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I may perceive something differently from day to day, depending on um, my mood or whatever else is happening um, in my life. Just sort of trying to understand that um, and trying to put yourself in other people's shoes um, is just essential. Um, I think the second thing I would say is that time is just weird. Um, <laughs> it moves fast. It moves slowly. Um, we can't control it. It's something that continues whether we like it or not. Um, I had a photography professor who used to say that now is not really real because by the time you say now or it's the present right now, um, it's already the past. And so um, all you really have is the past and the future and that um, the present is really just an idea that, that we can't ever grasp. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think in bringing both of those together, the third thing would be that you just have to love your people, that that's the most important thing. Um, and in acknowledging one and two, um, that you are going to be better at that. Mm -hmm. um, so sort of keeping those people, whoever they are, whoever your people are, um, loving them in the best way that you can by doing or sort of acknowledging that perception um, is something that we need to understand and that time is a, just a weird constraint that we have to live within, um, that you'll be better at that one too. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing all this information um, about your creative journey. And uh, it was so wonderful talking to you, um, Kimberly. And uh, thank you again for being on my podcast. Yeah, well, thank you so much. It's been fun to talk. Yeah, and would, would you want to mention um, where people could go to see um, your artwork? I'll put it in the description box as well, So, but if you wanted to mention it. Yeah. Um, most everything I have shared is on Instagram at Kimberly Kaiser Art. Um, and 
that's where I will, you know, aim to continue sharing the work that I have um, done and that I will continue to do there. Great, great. Well, everybody, this was my creative life. Thank you for listening. Bye.